Um, so welcome to this Avengers Age of Ultron special without spoilers, I think. Yep. We'll try our best, yeah. Without spoilers. So I'm joined by Bradley, who writes about film occasionally and watches lots of film. So it's a bonus. I like Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being on. So um, should we delve into it from the, from the beginning-ish? Yeah, yeah, we'll go, well, we'll go straight into it. So we saw it at the midnight screening last night. Um, so how long have we had? What's that? I don't even know how long. I don't even know what the time is now. About, we've had a decent amount of time to, to take it all in and, and you know, see. Yeah, that's enough time to, I think, to have a think about it. Um, so we'll, I think we'll start uh, We'll start at the beginning. Um, obviously, it's a spoiler-free uh, <laughs> episode, uh, so we won't go into too much detail. Uh, but we've the, got the third act you can kind of talk about. You can talk about, the, like, the first act, because that's we, in all the trailers anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was really shocked the main poster they're using for this, all of them, was the first scene you saw. And I was like, it's yeah. going to be a good film where most of the trailers at the beginning of the film. You don't have to worry about welcome, the final acts being spoiled. Yeah, that's the one thing that did bother me quite a bit because um, in the last uh, Avengers, quite a key moment was spoiled in a trailer where the Hulk saves Iron Man as he's fallen from the sky. That's quite a big deal. Um, and I, I felt like they've kind of done something similar in this, whereby a lot of the, the big action pieces you see glimpses of in the trailer. And I didn't really feel that surprised by what we were seeing. Uh, so I was yeah, a little definitely. bit disappointed uh, with that. But like you said, that the opening sequence is actually quite a big part of the trailer. And also um, big up Dover Castle. It, what, what, what part was... Did you not recognise Dover Castle where they filmed in it? <laughs> no. I, li- I, okay. I was looking out for it, but it was you know one o'clock in the morning, so it wasn't really. Uh, you know. I, I I saw it straight away. Um, this isn't really spoilery, but um, do you know the room that Iron Man goes into in the castle? Oh yeah, all of that was the um great room in the middle of the castle. Do you, do you know the big? Oh, room? I know. Yeah. The castle. And yeah. then they got, and then some people got some steps, and that's the steps to the top. I was like, that's pretty cool. That's where I'm from. But, didn't yeah. even notice that. So the, the set dress has done their job, didn't they? In case we didn't realize, we're both Dover boys, uh, born and bred. So that's what we're kind of <laughs> guess, t- right? yeah talking about something no one's ever heard of before. But um, um, yeah, that, that's the one thing I would say. My first impression was um, as soon as the credits started rolling, I thought, well, a lot of the big action pieces were actually in the trailer, which is a bit disappointing from Marvel because I think they don't need to show that much. They didn't need to be all this big reveal on the trailer because they've already got their fan base, they've got their their audience. I don't think they needed that. Um, but, uh, but other than that, I, I, first impressions were it's a fairly good time, I thought. Yeah, I loved it too, um, but I'm going to start slagging it off. But I'm not slagging it off. It's an easy <laughs> four-star film before I start going into it. Yeah. The, the thing that gets me the most is that I think, I think Joss Whedon was quoted as saying it was a three-and-a-half-hour film or three-hour film when it was first cut and you notice that there's so many yeah. things like yeah. like the Hulkbuster thing that that isn't actually that long of a sequence mm-hmm. it looks awesome um and again Circus in, the, in, in the trailer like no Andy Circus was in it for about 10 minutes max yeah if that and I love Andy Circus but yeah. the biggest thing that confused me I don't know if you remember but during the I think it's end of the first act you see Thor go into a cave and, and go in some water I mean, he just comes out with no explanation. Mm-hmm. Did, did you get why he went in there? Cause you were just, without going into detail about certain scenes like that, um, there were, I, I do know what you mean 
Uh, it did jump around quite a lot. And my biggest problem with the film is the pacing. Like, it's literally structured where action piece, character development, action piece, character development, to an extent where it felt like it didn't really have a flow to it. Um, there was no reason. There was no reason for thought. I, I, I know why. I know why it's not explained because Josh Whedon basically took that whole segment out about twenty minutes. But they just leave two scenes in the beginning and the end of a whole sequence, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sat there like, you could have just taken this out, but clearly they filmed in the UK in a bit that and a bit that they filmed nothing else in, and they must have gone, oh, we need to justify all this money somehow. We'll stick like literally two minutes of story that. Yeah, literally has no meaning. I may be yeah. wrong for watching it again. I may understand it, but it just <laughs> made no sense. And there's quite a few bits like that. Like again, I, I, it's not sporting, but Andy Circus, his character seems to just be, I don't know, just like it, it, it's kind of built in the trailer. Like the first trailer, no one knew who Andy Circus was playing in the film, and I, and it wasn't a vital role at all. I don't think. No, there's. The disappointing thing about that is when you hear Andy Serkis is in it, and it's not a secret because he's in the first trailer that you see, he's got a, a nice little close-up, so you, you know it's Andy Serkis, it's right in your face. And you're right, he's in it for, well, he's in it for what, a, a scene or two, and then yeah, not in it anymore. And I, I felt like that character was leading somewhere, and then all of a sudden, oh, okay, we're not in that location anymore. I guess we're, we're moving on. Um, but we'll talk about positives as well. Because we don't want to start off with with, uh, with negatives and for people to think that it's not a good film. Like I said, it's, it's a very strong four-star film. Um, but it was always going to be. I don't think it's ever not going to be anything less than three, three and a half. Uh, but no, it's, it's a good solid uh, four-star film. And for me, my favourite parts, without a doubt, were the new characters. Um, the the oh. twins that you, you see... Uh, in the trailer, you know, are they good? Are they bad? What's their story? Um, I actually like, I like their characters, but I do feel that considering the only time that we've seen it before then was in a post-credit scene, it it suddenly jumps straight into it, and their backstory is told. Through. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Yeah, and their story is told kind of in parts throughout, but it's never one big scene with you know this happened to us or, you know, they did this to us, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and they, they made a way of um, making those characters really cool and without having to use the word mutant, which they're not allowed to use, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah, well, you say about mutants it's because X-Men, like, use the term mutant. I loved how the, how literally within 12 months there's managed to be two Quicksilvers that are completely different. So, so obviously in the X-Men you have the comedic and kind of cheeky chappy going around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Rather than this, it's still comedic at points. But it's a much more serious undertone of a character, and yeah. I think, and I think they definitely must have been talking because they're yeah. virtually the same character, but there's two complete, like two d- different angles by far. Which yeah, I think they and by, both characters have have um, or both portrayals have done the character justice because I think they're both pretty cool characters um, and two pretty cool. Uh, sorry, uh, both pretty cool takes on the character. Uh, so I was happy they did that because I was thinking after I saw X-Men Days of Future Past, you know, it's going to be hard to top it. I'm not sure if they did top it, but like you said, they certainly took it in a different direction and they, they made it, you know, definitely different to what uh, X-Men did. But let's talk about their accents. <laughs> we were saying yeah. this before. The most yeah. confusing accents in the world. 
Yeah, the, the, yeah I, I wasn't sure if they're meant to be Russian or Polish or what, um, but the uh, the British accents certainly certainly um, come through more than once. Yeah, definitely. It was a bit of a could have just done it. Well, I, I suppose they couldn't have done it with those Isle of accents, but they could have done a Liam Neeson and said, "Oh, my dad's from like Ireland or somewhere." <laughs> exactly. Which happens in every Liam Neeson film now. There's always like one little nod to it. Mm-hmm. But, um, well, the biggest thing about this film for me was somehow I've gone from not really caring if Hawkeye ever got killed off to when he's in danger, proper cringing at the screen, not wanting him to die. Who's which that? Is an amazing. Hawkeye. Li- oh yeah, li- Hawkeye. I think I think this is more like Hawkeye's film, to be fair. Yeah, um, he, literally in the first film, he could have been killed off as a token mm-hmm. gesture, and yeah. I wouldn't have cared. In yeah. this film, like, like whenever he gets into danger, yeah. I just don't want him to die, and I'm like, please don't die because yeah. you just got so good. So like, I think that worked out very well. They they made his story a very personal one. They they've certainly brought out something in him. And his character that wasn't there before, and I completely agree. I, I think at times it was almost too much of a Hawkeye film with the other characters, kind of just sprinkled in for a good time. Um, but he certainly has a big part to play in the bigger picture as well, uh, which is good considering you know last last film he was wasted, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, and also talking about Hawkeye, but, but that, he's also funny in this film, especially yes. towards the end. Yeah, well, let's talk about that a second thing. I mean, it's, for me, this is one of the sloppier um, Avengers, uh, not Avengers, uh, Marvel films. It felt like it didn't quite have a, a solid structure to it, and it felt like a build-up to Civil War, um, which I don't particularly have a problem with, but it was, for me, the funniest Marvel film behind Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, definitely. I, I haven't been in a cinema that's laughed that loud since Guardians of the Galaxy, and I certainly haven't been in one. Uh, that's laughed that much in a Marvel film. Well, it was just so clever. Like, who, whoever thought to have them like have a drink together, which you see in the trailer, that whole sequence is hilarious. It, builds, it, is, yeah. it, it manages to be relaxed, but builds so much character in that like, short period of time as well. Mm-hmm. So they're bonding, and, and, and even <clears> throughout, like, there's great perils in the film. I again, I won't spoiler it, but but like, there's so much humor even within the darkness. So should we go into Ultron? Because for a villain. He's a funny villain that isn't bad. Like, yeah, there's <laughs> like I couldn't name one big villain from the Marvel universe, excluding um, Loki, because that's mm-hmm. not really more of an anti-hero. Yeah, but, I um, agree. But Ultron's like the first key villain that, mm-hmm. that they can sell merchandise of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just going off that, like, is his his persona is just incredible. I mean, he's he's a machine. It's what he is. But they're giving him so much life and humor and characteristics that i mean you'd never really root for him but he's he's great to watch and his one line is uh you know are fantastic it's just happening in stitches well, the, it's literally like seeing two robert downey juniors face off mm-hmm. against each other like yeah. it literally is who gets the quickest like line so there'll be punch 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 mm-hmm. and then they'll literally just like one liner one liner mm-hmm. and to, to put that in a film like that was it worked so well when it could have failed massively definitely Definitely. And um, one thing that I was a little bit disappointed with, and I don't know if this is maybe fatigue now with the Marvel Universe, but I never really felt like the characters were in peril or in danger. Um, with the exception yeah. of, I think, Hawkeye 
just because of the way they built him up, it almost felt like they were building him up to, you know, to a big, you know, finale. And we won't spoil anything about what happens to any characters, but I, I never really felt as though, um, and we're talking about the, the opening scene, especially here, that it never felt like there's any danger. It yeah. almost felt like the Avengers are kicking so much ass now that why, why you know, I, I, feel like, I do feel like they've missed an opportunity where, whereby obviously everyone's talking about why wasn't Iron Man there for the Thor thing and Thor wasn't there for a Captain America scenario. And I, I felt like they've missed a chance to make a joke about that, especially yeah. in the opening sequence. I feel like they should make a joke about that and address it. Yeah, I totally agree. But the biggest gripe I have with the Avengers is that it's virtually... It does serious moves, as you'll see in this film. It's quite a dark film, especially towards the end. And then it completely untwines itself because Iron Man 3 left with virtually Robert Downey Jr. hanging up his coat saying, I'm chilled. No explanation of that. He's just Iron Man again. Literally, not no mention it. You see mm-hmm. Thor with Jane, like, oh, I'm going to miss you and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not Nothing to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the biggest one is when Agent Coulson dies in Avengers, mm-hmm. when he came back to life in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it just kind of undoes any serious notes that are done yeah. in the film. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you kind of agree? Because that's, 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 it, it that's, just seems to undo itself every that's, time. That's what bothers me about this. It's like they're all together on one mission, but you, you start in the middle of this mission. And again, it's in the trailer. We're not spoiling anything. And it's, it's just like, well, okay, so I guess we're all together for a good time now. Like, what's, you know, considering S.H.I.E.L.D. got dispersed at the end of Captain America, you know, and considering where everyone was meant to be at at the end of their respective films. Exactly. What, what's, what's going on? So I felt like it's, it has, considering everyone's always big enough, King Feige and his master plan and all that stuff, and he obviously he's doing a great job. I do feel as though there's, it's, like I said, it's getting a little bit sloppy now, really, I think. And how many times have we seen the, the big giant robot army? Like, how many times can we see that? <laughs> See, that's what I mean, but like, again, this isn't a spoiler, I know I keep saying that, mm. but at the end, there's a new face to the Avengers mm-hmm. as, as a whole. Mm-hmm. Obviously, after Captain America, there had to be, because mm-hmm. oh, S.H.I.E.L.D. went. And I kind of don't trust that anymore because of what's happened, mm-hmm. and I know that like when, when the next one comes along, they could easily just untie all of that, and it could have no significance at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, it's kind of like, I love the films, but they've kind of started to lose my trust where they've yeah. just undone so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's still no explanation why that Agent Coulson came back to life. Mm-hmm. They just totally ignored that, and they made such a key point of that in the Avengers. Mm-hmm. So I, that's my one biggest gripe, is that they've kind of lost the seriousness. And whenever something big does happen, you kind of feel like that can be undone or just totally ignored again, and it'll never be brought up. And i, I tell you what their mistake was, actually, is that, that big conference, when was it? last year at some point could have been a year yeah, ago yeah. Now, when they are they they reveals their their master plan what films are coming out and it's all going to lead to the infinity wars right which i'm really looking forward to to see how they up the ante the biggest problem without a doubt is the fact that you know you've got another four you've got a, a captain america uh civil war which is going to have iron man in it so when you have your three biggest players I've already got films coming out next. Where is the peril in that? Like, you know that no one's going to 
So I have these moments of, you know, oh, what's going to happen to this guy? Is he going to die? You know he's not, because he's got a film coming out next year. <laughs> I know, so that's what I mean, especially with Civil War and all these names planted around, and all the press are doing saying that they've signed on until um, Infinity War on both films. So you kind of laugh, thinking, is this new face of the Avengers at the end? Like, that's not going to be a thing, because mm-hmm. the key Avengers come back, and you know they come back. That That's the thing that this film it's not, it's not a gripe that it's just lost my trust so much in the significant moments which mm-hmm. takes away the peril of danger because you know they're, they're going to be fine and you'll mm-hmm. know things are going to happen and if anything big does happen it can be undermined straight away but uh, i tell you and uh, it's going to sound like a petty thing to say but the greatest part of uh, of seeing this on the big screen um was and it's interesting because all the trailers that were before the midnight screening were properties that are owned by Disney that are coming out. So I got to see the Star Wars trailer, right, on the big screen. And seeing that directly before the opening sequence didn't help at all because I was so excited for Star Wars that when this big action piece opened Avengers, I was like, still thinking of Star Wars, you know? See, see, this is another thing about the hype of this film. This film seemed like it should have been released like three months ago. (laughs) I, I don't know about you. But obviously, with all the recent Star Wars events, which we're speaking about in um, in the podcast before or after this, I'm not sure what order they're going up. But in in episode five of the podcast, we're going to be talking about Star Wars. But it just seems that the hype for this kind of lost massively. It's a shame. This is a great film, and also okay, okay, okay I, I think it was something positive because we've been slagging off when it's a great film. But this film could have easily not existed in the Avengers universe. I think That's... the Marvel universe. That's my biggest problem is that it generally does feel as though it's there because it was scheduled to be there and you've got all this big build up to the Infinity Wars, you've got this big build up to Civil War and this just felt like a stepping stone and that was a big problem for me Um, because it it felt like it was a little bit out of place. Yeah, it, it literally felt like this could have been explained in the first 20 minutes of another Avengers film, saying, mm-hmm. here, are new, here are new people, and X happens. And they could have left everything up. Because there's no... I, I also thought that after Ultron's in it, there, there'd be repercussions. But you're mm-hmm. left not feeling with repercussions as well. I'm not sure about you, but everyone thought that there'd be a big repercussion at the end yeah. of Ultron's Civil War. But mm-hmm. it didn't feel like that for me. Uh, the, the ending was really flat the, the ending was so flat that that leaves a bad taste in your mouth um, yeah. and it isn't helped i don't think with you know two minutes into the credits you've got you've only got one post-credit scene be careful right. be careful no, no I, I, I won't spoil the credit scene don't worry and there is only one right i don't stay to the very <laughs> end because everyone's saying there isn't one yeah I, I, but, I, I, I was one of the idiots that waited around. <laughs> yeah. and, and you don't, you don't realise how many people work on this film until you sat in the cinema. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the cleaner staring at you, like, you know there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, got to prove you wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there's so many people this day. But like, with uh, the, the post-credit scene, um, which everyone's, everyone was saying that I was really going into it, it's the best post-credit scene. It's not at all. I, 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 not to spoil it, haven't we already seen that in a previous <laughs> mid-credits? Yeah, it's not. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, then this isn't this isn't a big, you know, a, a big 
deal with this post-credit scene. Um, but anyway, like it, I just felt like that was a big, you know, in your face, <laughs> say we're building up to the Infinity Wars, and this film don't really have much for you, really. So yeah, wait um, around another ten minutes and feel like a prat Wayne at the end. So should we talk a bit about the future of the Marvel? Just like li- yes, like there's a lot to talk about, isn't there? Really, <laughs> it's just it's. It was going so well, and mm-hmm. it still is going well. But it seems to be like there's going to be a fuzzy patch now because Ant Man comes out. How weird is that? Just like mm. it should have. It's still Phase Two, even though Phase Two finished with this film because of yeah. messed up time schedules and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Ant Man seems like Ant Man seems like it's going to be out of place. Yeah, and then we go, and then we go straight back into what virtually is the Avengers because. In Civil War, there's Captain America, Scarlett Johansson, someone else that I won't say because I don't want to spoil anything. I, I I leave out a few people that may not be there. And then I mean you got so since so you got all the big names that, that 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 might be there, that will be there. So surely that sounds like it's an Avengers story based, which I kind of wanted from this and it wasn't. Hmm. Well uh, well if we're talking about the future, I mean I think we should we definitely should talk about um the uh phase two of it um obviously you've had you started off with um was it was it iron man 3 did that start off phase two yeah yeah because they had yeah. really cheesy flashbacks yeah that was a bit of a miss for me that felt like it was its own entity which is fair enough that's that's absolutely fine but it didn't really hit with me um you got thor um that didn't really hit with me captain america which was one of my favourites, uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy, which is incredible, but they're also saying may not be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in terms of the Avengers story. Right to the one but, I but, but we'll yeah, but we'll we'll count that anyway. And then you've got the Avengers. So I think they're they're three from five. Like I think they've had three good solid films and two that have, have missed with me. But Ant Man, I think a lot's riding on that because if Ant Man doesn't hit. Then I think you really st- will start to feel that fatigue from Marvel. It could easily not hit. I don't know what tone they're going for. Judging we, again, won't talk too much into this because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's another whole subject for us to talk about. But the tone of Ant Man seems messed up. First trailer serious, second trailer comedy. I don't know what it's going to be, and it seems like it should have gone in between Captain America and this, or mm-hmm. Guardians and this. So that, I've. So, should we talk about ranking overall in our Marvel favorite films? Just where this would go? Yeah, yeah. You go first. I'm going to think about that. <laughs> um, probably for me, it'd be Captain America: Winter Soldier because I love that film. Yeah, great film. And, and then probably this is only rough. It probably it changes day to day. So, mm-hmm. in my top three, it'd be Captain America: Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy in my top yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Personally, I think Age of Ultron would sit around five or six. Right, as, in, okay. if, as in, it fits in really well, but I don't think people will be talking about this film like they are talking about the Avengers or Captain America or Guardians because mm-hmm. it, it, it fits in, it fits in really well, and it's quite, it's quite, I don't know, just it's there, but no one's saying it's the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah, everyone's already seen it in the Avengers, which mm-hmm. I think where they've, I, I think, I think they struggled to try and match seeing them all on the screen at the first time. So they don't try and match it when they kind of should have. I, I like I kind of think if they had that party scene before and then went into the castle scene, 
I kind of feel like that may have worked a bit better. So you, so, so you, so you kind of build up retention a bit to understand and mm-hmm. appreciate it rather than going straight in it. But that's just personally for me. Yeah, this for me, I, I think it probably would sit around around fourth. I mean, it is my favourite. Um, I mean, f- for me personally, it would go Winter Soldier, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the first Avengers. And it, it probably would sit around fourth or fifth. Um, but think about it, I'm not too sure what would knock off. I think the problem is now we've had, we've been spoiled with with great Marvel films. Um, but you're right. I, I don't think this is going to be one that people are talking about. Like, for example, the first Captain America, no one ever mentions. You know, the first, yeah. the, the first Thor, no one ever mentions. You know, and I, I, just, I just think it's one of those ones that when you've got the grand daddy of them all, you know, like the 150 billion Marvel film Blu-ray collection in like 20 million years time when the ball came out. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be the first one people are going to go to and put it on. Unfortunately, and for that reason, I think it is a bit of a wasted opportunity because there's always great potential. For, for these kind of films. Um, but that's that's not to say that it is a bad film, because it's not at all. It's definitely like in the top five, I think, of the Marvel I, I, got. I think that's why we're not I think that's why it fits in so well that it doesn't stand out because it just it literally is a bridge to to mm-hmm. phase three. And I kind of think there is phase two and phase three isn't separate phases. It seems that Avengers is be leading up to um the Infinity War. It seems like phase two and phase three mm-hmm. are one thing for me because you you see you see Guardians and all these other films teasing to the to the Infinity War, which is where all the Gauntlet Stones, I think that's what it's called, or, the, or no, no, the Infinity Stones. Infinity, yeah. What these two film these two phases have really been about. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think that if 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 take it as an overarching phase, it'd be fine. But to close phase two out, it seems a bit. When do we get the Infinity Wars Part One? Twenty seventeen. I thought it was eighteen. Um, I think. Wait, I, I can't really look this up, but I think okay. that it's um, spread out because there's Part One and Part yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. But saying that, if, it, if if that is the case, we've got an event. We've got a Captain America, which is actually Avengers, mm-hmm. and Avengers and Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> But, but I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. I mean, a lot of people were upset when they found out Josh Whedon wasn't, you know, going to have the mantle for the Infinity Wars Part 1 and 2. And they gave it to the, uh, is it Russo's? Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of people were upset with that. But I think once you see this, um, and it is hard to judge because I've only done one uh, Marvel film, and obviously Josh has got... Um, Two, and he's done a great job with both. But I think if you watch this, there is a little bit in there that I, th- I think if the studio watched it, they'd think, okay, maybe it does need a bit of a change up because it didn't really feel fresh. I think that was the biggest problem for me. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's the, you know, that that's just Whedon's fault. Um, I, I just feel like it's a little bit stale. I, I can't understand that, especially with you saying the robots before. They yeah. just seem token villains that just attack things now. Mm-hmm. And you don't really relate them to anything. So for the rest of the lineup, we've got well, Avengers came out May 2015, obviously. Well, not May, it's in America, it's May, which is also weird. We get it early, but that's another topic. And then we're we get out. complaining, are we? No, I'm not complaining at all. So Ant Man's in July, which is very soon. I didn't realize it was July. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America: Civil War slash Uncle Knit Avengers, because it virtually is May 2016. <laughs> Doctor Strange, November 2016. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 2017 May. 
um spider-man july 2017 4 november 2017 and then avengers infinity war part one may 2018 and then 2019 mm -hmm. there's more after that obviously but you can yeah, that so, i mean we've got three three years worth of marvel films <laughs> between now and the next avengers and it'll be really interesting to see where they go um but to be honest as we've said this felt like a bridge leading up to the infinity Wars that in a strange way, I almost hope they don't change too much leading up to that now. Because yeah, it seems like on the path. Yeah, it, it felt like it was the, the prologue to what was going to happen. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see what they do with that, I think. Yeah, definitely. And it also seems to be more safe bets between now and then. This phase has been a bit, will it work or won't work? Bearing in mind that we've got Ant-Man, which could be a flop. Civil War, which is going to be successful no matter what it does. Looks are strange, which has good, like a good backbone behind it. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Spider-Man, and then Thor, and then Avengers. Mm -hmm. It just seems like this phase is going to be a lot more solid mm -hmm. from, from what seems to be from the start. But I think they've also got a chance now, um, between now and the Avengers, to start, uh, yeah, Avengers, um, Infinity Wars. I think they've got a chance to start building up the universe outside of the current Avengers. Like we're getting a Doctor Strange and Ant-Man, a Guardians of the Galaxy. So they can start building up now and start preparing for after the Infinity Wars. Um, but what, what scares me is that we're going to maybe get a little bit too off track of the path that we're on at the minute. Well, well it seems after, if anything, it's going to be a bit iffy. Bear in mind, we've got Captain Marvel... Black Panther mm -hmm. and um, the Inhumans all coming out in a row, in a row, but with Avengers: Infinity War Part Two in between. Mm -hmm. Those three films, no one really has any idea what properties they are. And the only way those three films could succeed, in my opinion, is if Avengers Part One is about them. Because mm -hmm. it just seems crazy that they're releasing three films back to back, excluding Avengers, that no one has no idea about. Mm -hmm. but I, I mean, think that's the best. That's the best time to do it because if no one likes them, then they can just say, "Okay, this isn't actually part of the universe, so we know to change this, or we know not to go forward with this." Um, I, I think it's a, it's a, it makes sense actually to have those in between, especially if you're waiting for your fill of uh, you know Marvel action, Avengers yeah. action. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. So overall thoughts, closing thoughts on Avengers and the future. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a, a solid, a solid effort again by Marvel. Um, <laughs> by by no means as bad as what it may be coming across as from us. Um, but obviously, <laughs> we're we're just saying this because the level, like the standard, is now here, and I think Avengers: Age of Ultron is maybe about this level. So we we're always pushing for that, you know. Well, this isn't the first Avengers, this isn't Civil War, uh, not Civil War, sorry, I haven't seen it yet, uh, this isn't um, The Winter Soldier, um, but no, it's, it's a solid film, a good, I'd say, 3.8 out of 5, just Ooh. to be a bit picky, um, but again, it's, it's got me excited for the future, um, and it was a good time at the cinema, which is really what you expect from Marvel. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying for me it'd be a four out of five or eight out of ten easily. This film, it's it, again, it's what more of what people want, which is turning into a bit of a bad thing because Marvel always trying to do something different, and it seems to be that they've just started to repeat themselves slightly. Mm -hmm. So as long as they get out of that habit of just repeating themselves, 
and doing what they know people will accept as a good film, I think it would be great, which seems to be doing after, I well, for, from about 2018, which is quite a long way, but it'd be yeah. more risk-taking from then. I mean, next three years seems to be safe periods for them. It's going to be interesting, but again, it's a good, it's a good ride for a film. And yeah. also people have said, go and see it for a second time. So I'm sure our thoughts will change after seeing it for a second time mm-hmm. and not having to worry about the story and enjoy it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So, well, if that's um, the case, we can always delete this video, can't we? <laughs> <laughs> so um, check us out on Facebook, um, The Angry Microwave. If you search, if you search everywhere on Twitter, Facebook, Google, you'll find us. Um, you're on Twitter? Yeah. I am. I'm at... Uh, where am I? <laughs> I'm at Bradley J Evans or uh, Bradley underscore J underscore Evans or something like that. It'll be written somewhere on the screen. Yeah. And I'm, um, yeah. At, and I'm actually more in which should be written there, but I don't want to say it's there because I'm going to have to end up writing it in. <laughs> so it could be anywhere on the screen, wherever is easiest. Someone. So, Someone. Um, so thanks and to the future of Marvel. May Disney earn many more billions. Oh, they will. Anyway, <laughs> bye. Star Wars.